Well, people, this is going to be a bit of a different podcast this week. This is the Matt Bernier Show for Thursday, March the 30th, 2023. However you listen, thank you for doing so. Many ways to find the show. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, InTheMoneyPodcast.com. You can also listen along over on YouTube. All you need to do, search for Matt Bernier Show. You will get this episode along with the, I don't know, 153 prior, something like that. I apologize if I couldn't look at that number ahead of time, and I apologize if the audio is not ideal this time around. But as has been the case in the past, the podcast happens, takes place in random spots. This time, it's beginning in Little Rock, Arkansas, and it will wind up in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Probably won't be the duration of it, but I really don't have any other choice. So I'm recording this on my phone as I drive. No, it is not, uh, you know, I'm not yelling into the, the phone, not holding it up right to my face. I've got it on speaker, and uh, I, have, right. I have two Enter hands on the wheel. Road. You may hear the navigation as we go, and I'm sure some people this will piss off to no end, but um, this is the only way this is going to get out in a timely fashion, because by the time I get to the hotel, I get food, I record, I send to producer Craig back in New Jersey. This thing will not get up until, you know, Craig's got a, a full-time job that he's got to deal with also. So this probably wouldn't get up until, I don't know, midday Friday, late Friday. And it's an important weekend. So I want to get this done right to stay on airport road. and get some thoughts out there. Okay. Good news is we only have two major derby preps this weekend, the Florida Derby and the Arkansas Derby. I am in Arkansas for the Arkansas Derby. The Florida Derby, there's not a hell of a lot to talk about, but... I, I do have a, a couple ideas anyway. But first thing, right, before right, we look... On airport road. I, I don't know if you guys can hear the lady talking to me, but um, I apologize if it's extremely loud. It'll Continue quiet down half a mile. once I get onto the highway. Um, the Before we get into this week's racing, though, I think it's... We're at that time where you have to go back and talk about what happened last weekend. The three big point races... You had the Louisiana Derby, you had the Jeff Ruby Stakes, and you had the UAE Derby. And this is going to be a bit of just a stream of consciousness this week, as opposed to taking horses in post-position order or anything like that. But going back to last week's races, let's begin with the run over at Maidan in Dubai. And Derma Sotagake wins, does so impressively, fast time, just the, the raw sort of in number. Feet, use the right lane to take the I-440 West ramp. And the immediate reaction from many people is it's the UAE Derby. It's never been a good race. Why would it be a good use race or right an important race? Take the I-440 West ramp, then merge onto I-440 West. This time around. And I think two things can be true at the same time. The fact that the UAE Derby has historically not been a productive prep race the first Saturday in May, is accurate. And I can't argue with anyone who just looks at it and says, a fact is a fact. Those horses have not come over here and done very well. Having said that, I think it's extremely arrogant to just automatically assume that because it's never worked or those horses have never done anything in the past... It doesn't mean that they're incapable of doing anything in the future. And I have a hard time just sitting here saying, just because it's never worked before doesn't mean it can't ever work. 
that whole thing was justified with the two-year-old curse and yada 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 oh wow there's a tire that has exploded from a tractor trailer all over the road again you don't you don't typically get this kind of stuff typically the pod is done from a hotel room it's nice and quiet i guess occasionally from an airport no we are on the highway baby and there is a tractor trailer tire all over the road all right where was it so the notion that dermasodagake is not a horse that you have to at least consider for the first Saturday in May, to me, is is kind of crazy. And going another step, it's crazy because I, I feel like it would be so foolish to just ignore what the Japanese contingent has done internationally over the past, call it, 18 months, two years, I guess. In half a mile, take the exit on the left toward I-30 West. To, to think that they can win everywhere but the United States on Kentucky Derby Day? is, I mean, how dumb is that? Why is that the one race that they couldn't win? That, to me, is just such a, on the left, a, a crazy left. notion, a crazy right. thought that, again, if, if you just look at it in a vacuum and you say, well, they've never had any success here, fine, but I, I don't know. I think it's a dangerous sort of, I think it's a dangerous thought in general, to just assume on West for 27 miles. that because things have never happened before, they will never ha- ever happen. That just seems kind of crazy to me. So, I thought Dermasodagake was good. And I think, especially as a horse that has a little bit of speed, he could be, he could be interesting. Not saying I'm going to pick him, but I, I think it would just be very foolish to just blanket statement say because the Japanese horses or the horses from the UAE Derby have never done anything good uh, that they can't especially with the way that Japanese runners have done internationally um, you know that's your prerogative but I think that would be crazy let's go to the Louisiana Derby which chronologically I guess is the last race but we'll go there because very similar to the idea of behind Dermasodagake, I've seen some folks look at Kings Barnes and say, how could you possibly back a horse like that following such a soft pace? Well, two things can be true at the same time, can't they? The pace was that of a snail's, but the horse ran, and, you know, many handicappers would look at it and say, well, he he ran primarily because he had such a soft setup. I think part of that is true. I think to just dismiss this horse as, you know, a complete afterthought because of this setup, I think that's a, a very rash decision because he's clearly shown that he's got ability. And Todd Pletcher threw him into the deep end, knowing that Louisiana to this point has been the strongest path to Louisville. So I thought he ran... You know, again, it, it's you take it all with a grain of salt. The, the pace certainly aided him, but I don't get the impression that he's the kind of horse that needs everything to go his way in order to be successful. Now, if you want to tell me that a horse that's run three times coming off of a rather soft trip, going a mile and a quarter against better horses on, you know, the biggest stage of his career as one of the favorites is a bad bet, that I will not argue with. But I think it's... I think it would be stupid 
to just look at it and say, well, he came off of a soft trip. He can't win the Derby. I think that'd be dumb. I think Kings Barnes is very talented. I also think you may want to look at all those horses and say, okay, well, there was no pace in there. Do you give, and I don't even know if he's going to get into the race now, but do you give Instant Coffee a mulligan? Because there was no real running going on from the back of the pack. My my pet horse, Tappet's Conquest, maybe he's not that good. But, you know, again, if you're just using that last race as the race to base what your opinion is off of him, then I, I think you're I think you're doing it wrong. You had no pace to run at. You, you had another wide trip. You know, again, um, maybe he's just not that good. But that's not the race to, to gauge his ability or level of, of competency off of. So, Louisiana Derby, I think that'll be a very polarizing race for, for handicappers because I think some folks will look at it and say Kings Barnes has done nothing wrong and we have seen, you know, other horses that are lightly raced that look good but haven't run particularly fast go to Louisville and, and absolutely flounder. Who knows? Maybe he will, maybe he won't. And we wrap up the quick little recap with what I think is actually the most intriguing race of the weekend. The Jeff Ruby stakes, because I had said before the Jeff Ruby was won on FanDuel last weekend, that couldn't you make the argument that from start to finish this three-year-old prep season, that two fills has been consistently the best despite not having won anything until Saturday, given pace scenarios, given the company he had faced, many different things, I feel like he consistently showed up. And that's more than you can say compared to the vast majority of these three-year-olds to this point. Many of them show up, you know, play a dud, this, that, or the other. He just kept showing up. And it was a I thought an oddly confident move, and I say I don't mean oddly in a disparaging way, but Larry Ravelli ships a horse away from the fairgrounds, a track that he knows he handles and runs well over, to try a surface for the first time. And I know Ravelli is is a master at, you know, getting horses ready to run on synthetic, but it's still, you never know. And not only does he take to it, he takes to it like a duck takes to water, he powers home. He beats, I think, a pretty decent field, and he earns a big fig. I don't know that I'm going to sit here and say that I'm going to pick two fields to win the Kentucky Derby, but I feel pretty good about him running his race. And I don't think he's going to be among the favorites. I'm already getting a feeling that I'll end up using him up and down in tries as a key. Maybe there'll be another key that I, you know, kind of pair him with. But I I just, I feel fairly confident that he's going to run his race. I don't know if that's enough to win. Might not even be enough to run second, but I think he can run third or fourth. I mean, he didn't look like a horse that the distance was going to be an issue for him winning the Jeff Ruby. But, I guess, you know, I guess anything's possible. But I, I thought he ran exceptionally well, and I think he's a legitimate sort of the fact that he just shows up and runs his race alone in my eyes makes him a horse that you have to take seriously compared to some of the other horses that we've seen that are in and out so that was last weekend this weekend 
two big preps. You could make an argument that they're two of the biggest three-year-old preps. For purse money, certainly. But these are grade ones. And I went on a tangent last weekend off-air that there shouldn't be any grade one three-year-old preps. The only three-year-old grade ones in my eyes should be the Triple Crown races, the Travers, and I'll throw the Malibu in there. Because there needs to be a one-turn race that's a grade one in my eyes. Beyond that, I don't think any of them should be grade ones. It's another story for another day. But these are two grade ones. They are for three-year-olds, and they've got giant, giant purses. We'll start in Florida. Because, by and large, I don't think much of the field that Forte is going to take on. He has a miserable outside draw. I think he is as good as any of these other three-year-olds. I fear that he will... And I say fear for... Maybe fear is not the right word, because in a way, it's actually beneficial for, for me, you, anyone else that is looking at him saying, the most likely winner by far... But I think he will be bet as if he's a one to five shot on paper. And on, on figs, I just don't believe he is. I, I think he's a fast horse. He is the most likely winner. I think he should probably be, you know, I, I haven't priced it out, but I've gone through the race. I think, you know, if I'm ballparking it, six to five, maybe evens. So you win the race half the time with that outside draw. That's kind of my feeling. What's he going to be? Two to five. I think, even if it's not a giant swing against, I think you got to take a little bit of a swing against him. Unless there's something that you love leading into it, you can catch some bombs, and the last thing you want to do at that point is not have him covered. Purely from an individual race standpoint, I think Mage can win this race. I picked him to beat him last time out. He got away miserably. He was wide, taking on winners for the first time, and he still boxed on. He wasn't totally embarrassed. I think with a clean break, they're going right to the front. I don't care about any of the other speed horses in the race. Your best asset is your speed, and the horse you need to beat is not a speed horse. Put him on the front end. Put in the money podcast on the engine. And, and truth be told, I would probably make the front at all costs. And maybe, I, I know that sounds ridiculous because he's still lightly raced. The last thing you want to do is really, you know, sink this horse because he's got ability. But to me, I want to put him on the chooch. I want to put him right on the front. And if we got to go 45 and, and 4 to do it, so be it. At Gulfstream, I'll take my chances. So I'm going to pick Mage again. He's going to be the second choice. I don't love the other options. Fort Bragg or, you know, any of these other horses. I, just, I don't think they're that good. They're, they're fine. But I, I don't think... I think Mage could be a legitimate, you know, grade one caliber runner. And, and maybe maybe Saturday's the day. And Forte, you know, I, I don't know that the connections are going to be devastated if he doesn't win. I, I just... He's the most likely winner. He's fast. He's not overly fast. He ran back to his two-year-old number last time out. And all the indications I got when I was down there for that race is that he was breathing fire. So I'll be against Forte, and I'll be against him with a horse that I think is going to get a better trip than he got last time out. He's got a better draw. 
put him on the front and say, come and catch me. I'm on Mage in the Florida Derby. The Arkansas Derby is a fascinating race because you have horses that are not overly fast. You have horses coming off of troubled trips. You have horses coming off of wet tracks. You have horses stepping up in class that look like world beaters against less. I, and I'm doing all of this off of, off of memory here. Reincarnate, I believe, is the favorite at five to two, and he, I, going back to the Rebel, a race that I am not in love with, still, I think Reincarnate has a legitimate argument to be made that he may have been, maybe not best, but. You know, if, if confidence game was 1A, he was probably 1B. I just don't know that I need to take him at a short number. I don't think he's got a giant edge on anyone in here. Um, and again, a very, very logical runner. Wouldn't be a surprise at all if he were to win the race. Harlecap. When I first went back and watched the Risen Star, I said, look, he was... He was still plugging along at the end of a race where the pace kind of fell apart. But I look at it now and I go, well, how, how good is he actually? He's got that one big fig on his page. Oh, you will get this episode. Pirate Santa Anita. I think there's going to be some hitting early on in this race. I don't think it's going to be crazy fast, but I think it'll be fast. Fast enough that horses from off the pace, including Angel of Empire, should have every chance to get it done if they're good enough. Speaking of Angel of Empire, I think a lot of people, I shouldn't say a lot of people, it's generalizing. Folks will pull up the chart for the Louisiana Derby and they will see that aside from two fills, the figures are not overly fast. And the, the finishes are not all that strong. And I think that will lead some folks to incorrectly conclude that the Risen Star and the path through Louisiana wasn't that good. When in reality, as I talked about when we went over the Kings Barnes effort, many of those horses ran in the Louisiana Derby and they were horses coming from off the pace, of which there was none. So, A, they're not going to have quality finishes, but B, they're not going to have fast figures either. So I think the... There's a chance anyway. I don't know how crazy people are going to go. But Angel of Empire, I still think he's a good horse. I think he ran a big race in the Risen Star. He had a great pace that day. But I think the form of that race is going to look a hell of a lot worse than it truly is when you kind of go through it. I'm not picking him, though. I'm not picking Reincarnate. Some of those horses stepping up in class. The Chris Hartman horse is very fast. Uh, McPeak's horse, visually, that move, that half-mile move was outstanding. I'm not picking either of them. I'm going back to that, that Rebel that I don't love as a whole. And I may not love the race, but I do like a horse who, on Thoroughgraph, is improving. He is paired up by her tops of 84. And he goes out for a guy in Wayne Lucas that can win these kind of races at big numbers. And that's the key. He's going to be a price. I like Bourbon Bash to win the Arkansas Derby. 
Now, my biggest fear for Bourbon Bash, it's not necessarily that he may not be fast enough, which is, you know, a legitimate concern right now. He's, he's, he's got to improve. If I'm being real, my biggest concern is that I don't know that he wants to go this far. The bottom part of that pedigree is very sprinty. But his run in the in the Risen, excuse me, the Risen Star Rebel, the, the second one, second derby preps for those two tracks have to be ours. His run in the Rebel was far better than I think it looks if you just look at the chart. He was spun extremely wide going around the first turn. He was, you know, within a handful of lengths of the front, which was a fast pace down the backside. Wide in amongst horses, rounding the far turn. By the way, looming up like he's going to run a big one. Then he gets in a little bit tight and he flattens out at the end of the run. I thought it was a good enough effort. And, and it would be one thing if I thought there was a killer in this race. I just don't. I think it's a good field, but I think it's a field that can be had. And I want a horse that's going to be a price, that I think is on the upswing, and goes out for good connections that can win big races like this. So I'm I'm going to pick and I'm going to bet him because he's, he, he can't be any shorter than 10 to 1. He's 15 on the line. I think Bourbon Bash is in with a chance to upset Saturday's Arkansas Derby at Oaklawn Park. Let me know your thoughts about both of those races and about the prep races from last weekend in general. Beneath the video player on YouTube or on Twitter at Bernie or underscore Matt. Uh, I have 34 minutes left in my ride. I'm going to get some food, take a shower, get ready for the Friday card. I will be on for the back half with Mike Joyce, FanDuel TV. I will be on the back half of Saturday's card leading into and including the Arkansas Derby and the Florida Derby. There's a big crew of folks here in town this weekend, big crew of folks down in South Florida. Um, again, where the rubber meets the road. Let me know where you think these three-year-olds stack up at this point in the season. You're going to have two more tickets punched for the first Saturday of May on Saturday afternoon this week in Hot Springs and in Hallandale Beach. Best of luck however you play, whatever you play, and wherever you play. It's been in, might be episode 154. Not totally sure, but we'll go with that. Episode 154 of the Matt Bernier Show.